Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast, episode number 155. I'm your host, Daniel Shaw, and I also have a brand new first time on the show as the co-host. He's been on the show before. Varg Freeborn is now my co-host for Gunfighter Cast. Hey, Varg. Hey, what's up, Daniel? Varg, happy to have you here. You guys have heard from Varg like two episodes ago. Has a pretty awesome story that's been told a thousand times on many other podcasts, and uh, it's told in more detail in his book, Violence of Mind. Varg brings a lot of information, a lot of knowledge and experience to this show. Things that I had worked on for many years, things that I went down a certain path in my life with uh, being a Marine and and since retiring from the Marine Corps. Uh, Some conclusions that I have drone or still drawing on violence, humans, uh, a lot of different things. I find every time I talk to Varg, we often have came to the same conclusions, but through a vastly different path. And I I always find our conversation to be very, very interesting offline. So I'm going to bring them online. And that's why Varg's here. Varg, really happy to have you. Varg picked out a good topic for today, which is also nice having a co-host out here. So I don't have to be the guy who thinks up all the stuff all the time because he thinks up a lot of good stuff. And we're going to talk about training. Training that you can do at home right now if you're in the quarantine, uh, still playing that game and all that good stuff, and uh, we'll jump right into it. Varg, what we got? What are you you thinking about things that people could be doing right now? I got a list, and I'm sure you got one too. What could could we be doing at home? Well, I think we could split it up into a couple of different sections. Two obvious ones are going to be fitness training and defensive training. That could be with your firearms or combatives or whatever. Uh, So you got a lot of people that do jujitsu or boxing or things like that, plus uh, firearms work, dry fire. So find a ways to train that at home, find a ways to train your fitness at home. Uh, and there's some other things that we could talk about too. I think that would be good categories as well. I think we could start off with those two and see where we go. It might be a stretch, but this may be a little bit of uh, intellectual fitness right now that we're undergoing here and with a, listen to a podcast right there at home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that'd be another category is the whole you know, the trifecta for me is fitness, defense, and knowledge, right? Like those are the three areas that I focus on, right? So the sword, the book, and the muscle, right? So we got to get those three together. And this is part of that. Fitness is 100% your world. Before before you give some of your ideas on, on fitness at home and what you can do, I want you to explain a little bit about how when I told you how I stay in shape and how I, I work out and uh, end up thrashing myself and, and can hardly walk, just going hard in the paint. And then the way you explained your life uh, when you spent five years in prison, the way you learned fitness, that functional fitness, and not the way functional fitness like we use it a lot of times, but I need to be able to build strength, stamina, endurance, all these things. But I also need to be able to fight immediately after and during my recovery phase. So uh, give us a little bit about your, why you're qualified to talk about fitness, Varg. Yeah, so I started my fitness journey like 25 years ago. Uh, and then before that, as a kid, you know, I was brought up around some family members that, you know, did train pretty hard. And so it wasn't foreign to that concept. But when I did hit prison, it was back in the golden era when we had free weights. And you had a weight pile outside and... You know, it was the whole, I wasn't on the West Coast, but the kind of who made that popular was like Cali Muscle. And you see like all the the video of dudes like, you know, these big jack dudes lifting outside. And so like, it was that world. Like it was literally like that. And I was very fortunate to be a teenage kid thrown into that world because I immediately got a job in that gym 
and that was my job to be there, you know, cleaning up and organizing stuff. And uh, so I'm in the gym all day long as a teenager in the penitentiary. Like, you know, it was the most hardcore gym you could ever be at in your life. And the most hardcore dudes working out in that gym that you would ever be around in your life. And I seen dudes eat dumbbells on the bench, like get, get smashed in the face. Like, like incredible violence could happen at the gym. Right. So that kind of thing puts a different twist on your, on your mindset as you're training. Like you need to be able to look at what you're doing and not only while you're recovering the next day or whatever, like something might happen and you don't want to be completely depleted, but even the act of laying down on the bench, making sure that who's within gap closing distance of me, who, you know, do I have any eyes that are up when, you know, like I have a spotter and part of your spotter's job is to make sure nobody's going to make you eat a dumbbell while you're doing your bench on top of his job of making sure he gets the weight off of you if you can't press it. So there's all these different dynamics that go into that and it builds this mindset of readiness, right? And readiness in a way that you can't really explain it to people that haven't experienced that level of readiness. And so it's not just about being ready in recovery and all that, you know, like we went hard. There are times we destroyed ourselves and, you know, we would take risks like that where, you know, I can't walk really well right now. So if I get attacked, let's hope I can grapple uh, because my legs are freaking destroyed. But there's a, a philosophy, a mindset of readiness that is involved with that. And so that was like the birth of my whole fitness world, the functional creation of strength and physical capabilities and endurance and and power that were very usable, very practical and always ready, right? Like you, you, you had to be ready all the time. So it was a big necessity and it's not like you go out, most guys in the gym, and this is just the way it is. Most guys in the gym now, you go to a gym, especially like a hardcore gym, they're driven by like a lot of egotistical reasons. Like they want to pick up chicks or they want to be huge or they want to intimidate other dudes. Right. You got started in this because you were driven by something else. Yeah. Something completely different. Like it's, this is a matter of like really survival, you know? So, so that builds a different mindset. And I brought that over years later, you know, this was, this is 25 years ago I'm talking about. So I built the programming knowledge, the foundation for programming and understanding that. And I read books. I still have like the original Wider's bodybuilding manual that I had in prison. Like I, it's it? on my bookshelf. I've been saying that wrong my entire Wider? Weeder? Yeah, I don't know, actually. So I sometimes I might say Weeder, sometimes I might say Wider, but it's we all know who I'm talking about. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to digress. No, it's okay. It's okay. But uh but I still have that like original manual that I had that I carried in there. It has my number or in on the side of it and everything like um, it's falling apart and stuff. It's very sentimental to me, but like you see like the programming and split days and we started studying all that and we studied that very deeply back then. And there were a lot of guys that had that down to a science. And that's why you've seen guys like Cali muscle emerge from prison. And they're like, you know, superstar status because they, they understood programming and they understood discipline and they understood specificity and stimulus and adaptation like these things were deeply understood so when i got when i left there i actually in very short amount of time became a personal trainer and became certified so after 10 years in the gym 
from 95 to 2005. And 2005, after 10 years of application and learning, I became a, a certified trainer at that point. And then I worked for several years as a full-time trainer. That's all I did. I was a semi-pro athlete uh, in combat sports. And then I was uh, a personal trainer with the rest of my time. So I spent 60, 70, 80 hours in a gym a week uh, in some type of gym. It was the boxing gym and the, the, you know, the regular uh, commercial gyms and stuff like that. Working with all different types of people and different, you know, backgrounds and limitations and injuries and things like that to, to just build this knowledge base I had much bigger uh, with a big population sample of applying these different programming techniques and seeing what happened there. So, so that's kind of how I got to where I'm at. And now I coach part time in a CrossFit gym and I run my own online remote coaching program. And I apply all of that knowledge I've gained over the years of all the different systems from training and boxing and bodybuilding and powerlifting and I never was great at any one thing like I, I wasn't a competitive Olympic lifter I wasn't a competitive powerlifter I wasn't a very high performing boxer but I was so focused on coaching that I wanted to apply and go deep into each one of these systems so I could learn how it worked how you could put it into your fitness program how you could program that adaptation, the specific adaptations that you want to with a client, like I have all of those tools to pull from. So it was kind of cool. I didn't become a great athlete in any one of them, but as a coach, I tasted everything experientially and could apply that now. It's in my toolbox. How do we convince uh, the listeners at home who maybe have a little bit more time on their hands? Some of them out there, I'm sure they do. Some of them probably don't have they have less, if you're like me, uh, because of, of what's been happening and where I, I run marketing for, for Gun Mag Warehouse, uh, I have less time on my hands than I did before. But there's there's people out there, friends of mine, that, that do have more time on their hands. How do, how do they get convinced that they can use this time and, uh, and what should they do with it? Well, first of all, one of the key things about this virus is that if you have comorbidities or health issues, it's going to attack you first and it's going to hit you harder. So if that doesn't convince you to be healthier, uh, I don't know what else you need besides someone could kick your ass at any time or a virus like this could come and take you out. Like those are good enough reasons right there to think, man, I should be in shape a little bit. In like, typical yeah. Varg fashion, he goes straight to like, you could die. You could die. Yeah. In my positive fashion, I guess, this is a great opportunity. It's, it's just maybe one of the best opportunities you've had in a long time. If you are one of those that has a little bit more time on your hands and, and working from home or whatever it is you're doing that's created more time for you, it's it's that opportunity. You've been thinking about doing this for a long time. You've been thinking about getting back in shape. You've been thinking about doing some working out. This is it. This is your chance. This is the time. Uh, so they don't have any equipment. Marks, there's probably some people who have some, but if they don't have any equipment, what's a good resource and you know, what should they be looking at? Well, there's a lot of things out there you can do. And right now, the internet's flooded with suggestions for that. And there's people out there pushing out free programs. There's trainers like me that you can get on board with, you know, for, you know, program writing for multiple levels of, of cost. But you don't need any equipment to get fit. You can do that without equipment. You can create equipment. You have things in your garage and in your house that are heavy that you can pick up. You know, you can look at some, uh, you know, buckets and bags of sand. And like, there's so many things that people have laying around. You got bags of soil, you have bags of dog food, 
30, 50 pounds, 40 pounds. There's all kinds of stuff laying around you can use and just get functionally fit by picking stuff up, moving it around. You can find programs that are very, very accessible for most people. If you have limitations, then you have to talk to somebody specifically is my my suggestion on that. If you have something going on with you, you have back injuries or something like that, that's the point where you need to employ someone who has the knowledge of how to get around that. But if everything else is considered equal at that point, you can find what you need around the house and get a good program going. And my thing is like the positive part of it is you're going to feel better. This is the opportunity I tell people in this moment, especially if you're not an essential worker, right? And you're at home a lot now. This is that training camp opportunity that you have always wanted. Like, and I tell people when you say, hey, it'd be nice if I could just sit around all the time and train and eat and sleep. Well, here's your opportunity, right? Like this is the time when you should be able to, you've been given all of this time that you didn't have before. You should be able to use that. On the other side of it, for people who are like what you were talking about, busy and have less time, you're working a lot, you still have to make time for this. And you have to think about who you want to be in five years or 10 years. And, you know, look at some of your coworkers and look at the people around you and look at the people that are five or 10 years older than you. And on average, you're not going to like what you see. And that's going to be you if you don't take the steps now to not be there you want to be somewhere else and these things are not going to be fun all the time and it's not going to be great it's not going to be the best thing in the world and i'm not going to lie to you if you have been in the gym most of the time and now you can't go to the gym you're going to lose some gains and you're going to lose some size and you're going to lose some strength because you don't have all that equipment at your access but you deal with it and you do the best you can keep your work capacity level up so that when you go back you're not going to be starting from ground zero again Right. But you just got to make use of your time and apply some discipline and make it enjoyable, make it fun and find ways to make yourself feel better while you're getting to these goals to, to become this better version of yourself. And it's there's there's no magic bullet. There's nothing you can say. It's like, you know, come on, guys, let's go do it. It's going to be great and awesome and fun. And everything's going to be super, you know, cool the whole time because it's not that's not the way it is there's days where you get up and you're like Shh, i don't feel like doing this today and you just got to get it out of the way because you're putting money in the bank for later and it's not something that's going to be gratifying at the moment but you're going to feel better for having accomplished something and then the important part is that you're you're putting money in the bank for later so if you need that strength someday if you need that endurance someday if you need to fight that virus someday like that's you're putting money in the bank for that fight Right, you're you're building up your war chest for that fight someday. So that's what's going to make you be there to see your kids in college and have you know good health so that you can move around and do things with your family and things like that. Ten years from now, right? That's money in the bank. And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have at some level uh, a defensive focused mindset uh, for protecting yourself, protecting your family. Or you probably wouldn't be here, and I mean that fitness just goes. I've never been in a single fight where I wasn't winded and wore out immediately following it, and then sometimes during what was going on, reaching muscle failure, 
the more you can sweat right now, you know, uh, the better off you're going to be whenever that happens. Perfect time. Perfect time to jump in it. Perfect time to start working out, changing your habits, making some good habits. Uh, something that I've been trying to do recently is uh, make my really positive good habits easy. Make my not-so-good habits hard to do. Just making it a little bit, a little bit easier to do things that I know I should be doing and harder to do things that I should not be doing. That leads right into fitness. So that's the, our fitness piece. Something if you get that fits in, if you got the extra time, or if you don't find it, this is a great time to get in shape right now. Start working on those habits. They're going to carry over to when those gyms open back up and all that good stuff. Most of you guys out there listening and girls carry guns, own guns, practice, train with firearms. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do at home right now with your firearm. We could be we could be working on that draw time. Very easy, something to do, and that's something that the internet loves to do to see how fast their draw is. You know, we've we've talked about this many times in the past that that draw and firing are very important, and uh, accuracy and all that stuff is very important. But a lot in a lot of cases, the gun related shooting part is the easy part, which is why we'll get into some of that intellectual stuff here as we go on. But man, you can do tons of stuff at home, practicing the draw, dry fire practice, uh, maintenance. It's a good time to look over all of your gear, all of your equipment, and to make sure you don't have any problems, anything broken, cracked, you know, cleaning, starting some new habits, shopping. <laughs> People, a lot of folks shopping online, inject some money back in the economy uh, that's not doing so great right now. Tons of good things that we could do out there. Watch all of my YouTube videos at gunmagwarehouse.com and work on some of those skills. Uh, or at the the YouTube channel. Varg, what do you got to offer? Anything detailed? Yeah. So, like, you could put together, like, a little system, right? And for your defensive stuff, you can set up, like, say, 10-minute dry fire practice. And dry fire gets kind of boring, so you got to make it fun and, you know, try try to work some speed draws in there, some fast target transitions, especially if you have, like, a cert gun. I like to use a cert gun so I can get multiple trigger clicks, or you have, like, a dry fire mag. Uh, those make it kind of cool. Then you can turn around and just, you know, hit multiple, multiple targets from a draw, things like that. The fitness stuff, you know, you can set an AM wrap up, you know, as many rounds as possible in a 15 minute period or a 10 minute period. And you got push-ups, pull-ups, squats, rows, lunges, rows. You can get under a bench, get under something that you can reach up and grab a bar, a pipe, the steps underneath your steps, whatever, pull yourself up, you know, set like... 10, 20 reps each and do an AMRAP in 10 minutes, as many rounds as you can get through. Order a kettlebell. They, they're out there. It might take four weeks to get it, but you, you'll get it. You know, get a kettlebell, get some bands like that. For the defensive stuff, work your your dry fire. And also, if you got a family member, like, you can watch some YouTube videos on clinch work. Like today, we'll say, hey, let's find some video on clinch work, like maybe a Gracie's video or a wrestling video and just pick something good and just practice, you know, 30 minutes with a family member, like doing some clinch work or doing some stand-up, you know, some stand-up work, something like that. You don't even need any equipment for that kind of stuff. And it's kind of hey, fun. It's you know? going to be increasing your capabilities. Yeah, exactly. And you can have a, have a little bit of fun with the family and things like that. So there's a lot of things that you can do and you should be doing during this time. But the thing that we really just want to encourage you not to do is to sit on your butt and feel sorry for yourself or be too busy to do the things that matter. Like those are the things. Yeah. Get depressed, you know, start not doing anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the wrong habit. Yeah. And that creeps up on you. So you got to be careful because you wake up one day and you just don't feel like doing anything. And then the next day you wake up and you don't feel like doing anything and you kind of don't like yourself. Like that's depression setting in and you better get up and do something at that point. 
that's that's your warning sign. You talked about this in one of your recent podcasts about we spend a lot of time training for the seven second fight, but man, a lot of us are really struggling when we come to the seven week fight, which was really true in a lot of ways. I see a lot of folks struggling out there. So there, there's a level of training right now of of I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself. People are, I mean, a lot of folks listen to this show because I know because you've messaged me and emailed me over the years are preppers. You have long-term food storage. You have supplies. You have plans for civil unrest, for different things that, that could occur and we've seen occur in societies since the beginning of societies. This is an opportunity. This this is, if we're if we, we are truly prepared for all those things, we're also true are prepared, you know, mentally, physically, uh, intellectually, spiritually, all those things. Um, and we're this this little staying at home for a little while and not having all the restaurants open should not be a thing that breaks us. This is it's not it's not the end of the world. Exactly, and that you need to check yourself if that like we're about six we six seven weeks in depending on where you're at, and if at this point right here you're starting to feel out of shape, you're drinking more, you're not getting as much done, you're not as productive, you're not feeling great. Like you need to check yourself at that point right there and and be honest with yourself that you're not prepared. You weren't prepared for this and mentally you got to get yourself together because if you spend and recognize that you're experiencing depression. Yeah, yeah, if you spend all your time preparing for that 7 second fight and you feel like this, you know, ultimate warrior and you're ready to go out there and you're super hard to kill and then 7 weeks sends you into a drunken stupor of depression, like your warrior uh card is getting pulled, man. You're not you're you're not there. And you need to fix that. Like this is training for that long term you like to say in the fight nobody's coming to save you well guess what when the fight's seven weeks or seven months no one's coming to save you then either and god forbid somebody has to go through you know a a a life-changing death in the family or a divorce or custody battle they might be two years into it you might be two years sorting that out and no one's coming to save you then either so you've got to be there for yourself and you got to be in shape for this. You have to be conceptually and philosophically put together to be able to handle this and mental toughness for an endurance period of time. And uh, that's that's a good time to check that out is when we have a practice run. So far, this is a practice run. We haven't de- descended into civil unrest and complete poverty yet. Uh, now, I'm not saying we're not going there. I have no idea because we don't know where this is going to end up. But at this point in time, it's a practice run. And if you're already feeling the effects of that and you're already not being productive and, and not getting stuff done, you know, you're you're taking your own warrior card and throwing it in fire. So I, I would try to live those things that you talk about, especially when you're thinking about the seven second fight and start building those to be a little more durable for that seven week or seven month fight. There's so many temptations and, and people out there saying the opposite of what Varg and I were just saying about, you know, the positive sides of this and things that we can do. If you crank up your Facebook or any social media that you're on, turn on the news or anything else, it's just, it's like there's constant motivation for depression. There's just, it's just constant negativity. You know, choosing not to expose yourself to those things and occupying your time with some of these more productive things, making the, doing doing the good habits and avoiding the bad habits uh, of logging on to that social media and, and seeing what's what all the reading all the negative stuff the things that you read and you just want to comment maybe you do maybe you don't get your blood pumping that's taking you away from something that's productive and it's putting you in a bad place and and recognizing that because it's 
I, I do it every day, and I make a bazillion decisions every day to not let this affect me. No, I'm not commenting on that. I've got a folder that says uh, it's called things I didn't respond to. And uh, it, it's going to be a whole book one of these days of all the stupid stuff I found on the internet that I choose not to respond to because my mental health in some cases is more important than me getting in this argument and responding to this online. There's to, so many more productive things that, that I should be doing out there. So we got into a little intellectual, a little bit of uh, mental fitness and philosophical fitness and physical fitness and, you know, firearms related uh, stuff too. What else out, is out there that we could do, Vard? right now in this grand opportunity. Yeah. Nutrition. How hard has nutrition been for you right now with this going on? Has it been harder or easier? Uh, Nutrition got easier for me to tell you the truth. Uh, And one of the reasons is because, you know, I don't eat toilet paper. So it's been abundant. (laughs) If, if you, uh, if you know where to get what you're looking for, like farmers markets right now, I live in Florida. So produce like raw whole foods is really abundant here most of the time. Uh, and right now is no different. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of vegetables that are in season right now and they're, they're everywhere. They're on every corner. So literally you can stop somewhere at a red light and buy, you know, tomatoes and, and avocados and stuff from the guy that's on the corner. Uh, a lot of, a lot of changes I've made recently, to fix my diet, my energy levels was just incorporating a lot more plant-based whole foods into my into my diet. Now I'm a meat eater, so I'll be clear about that. I eat meat, and I eat meat every day, multiple times a day. But there is a lot of truth to the whole micronutrients and everything else that's included in raw whole foods, from the fiber and the nutrients and the minerals and the vitamins. There's everything is in there. So a lot of times. I will eat raw vegetables with every meal. And so if I'm having breakfast, if I'm having lunch, I will cut up cucumbers and zucchini and squash, avocados, tomatoes, bell peppers. I eat bell peppers just like apples, right? Just just wash them and eat them. Um, and that kind of stuff really sustains your energy level. It helps you with your immune system, which is really important now, all those micronutrients, all those minerals and vitamins, everything that's included in something that comes out of the ground or is grown from the ground has those things in it naturally. And you get a good dose of that just by being there Um, and get out, you know, have that, get out, find those places, those farmer markets, you know, places like that. You don't need to stand in the meat section of your store and be sad that everything's gone. Like, you know, sort that stuff out, find your meat You're sources, also helping out your community in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like support your local farmers. This is a time when we need to get local and we need to quit buying shit from China and, and, and just get local and start supporting the people that are in our neighborhoods that are in our communities. And you're doing good things for your body by eating more, you know, a, a more whole food based diet. That's going to be filling you up and giving you good micronutrients and fiber and minerals and vitamins building your immune system, sustaining your energy, you know? And so when you have that kind of a diet, it's very easy to be full all the time and not be going hungry. So you get rid of box stuff, get rid of processed stuff, get rid of processed sugars, get rid of sodas, get rid of all of that, minimize your alcohol intake and just eat a lot more vegetables, you know, and, and make sure they're raw and they're fresh and 
buy them local and just make it happen, right? And you're going to feel like I've been doing this for the last month. I changed my diet dramatically in the last month even and just a lot more whole foods, a lot more raw vegetables. And my, my energy level has improved 100%. And I'm working out, you know, two to three hours a day because I am home all the time. So I'm training two to three hours a day and I'm working, you know, another six, seven hours a day on my intellectual stuff. And uh, my energy levels are great, right? And so I endorse that wholeheartedly. And I think uh, getting on some more plant-based whole food, in addition to your meat and your protein sources, uh, if you eat meat and dairy like I do, then that's that's fine. If it if it's good for you and you feel okay on it, keep doing it. But just fill that diet up with more of the good stuff. You know that that's that's my advice on it. I think that you're knocking out a lot of birds with one stone with that one. Another thing, it's a discovery that I've made recently. You know, Jocko Willink talks about it, waking up early and, and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, you know, be doing some of the creative stuff that I do. I often find myself being a night person. And I, I do believe that when everybody else is asleep and the house is around me and my family's asleep and everything else is when I, I kind of have my, my best creative moments when I'm writing fiction or, or whatever it is I'm doing, you know, editing a video, anything like that. That's kind of like my, my optimal time as long as I'm not wore out from whatever the, the day's activities were. But as I started working from home at the beginning of this until some emergencies happened at work where I was like, I, I am going in and uh, went in every day and started working some really long hours every day. I, I got on a very, very bad sleep schedule for working from home where uh, I would wake up really late. I would work, you know, a lot of hours from home during the day and I would get more hours than, than are expected of me during the day at home. But then I would stay up crazy late again after that because I didn't get anything else done. And just, I ended up basically spending most of my waking hours in darkness. You know, I look out the window and it's dark, not even really paying attention to the clock and not seeing the sun very much during the day. And that's Pretty unhealthy. I, I, I felt like uh, I, I was not being as productive. It didn't matter how many hours I was putting in. I, I wasn't being as productive during those times because of that. But then when uh, you and I, Vark, started working on your audiobook version of Violence of Mind, waking up at 5.30 every morning because I had something that I had to do and somebody else depending on me to be there uh, to help work on this thing with you, it was the, the switch that I needed flipped inside of me that got me back productive and fixing multiple other things. It was that that one thing began snowballing, starting my day with something productive, with helping somebody else that was also helping myself at the same time. It was kind of the thing that I that I was missing because getting out of the bed wasn't, you know, the most important thing for me at the time. And then I had a very distinct reason of getting up at a certain time and it, it changed my entire day to the from and 100% positive, zero negatives. I agree. This whole thing of us getting up, work on these projects in the morning has changed my entire process too. And I think it's because as creatives, we, we cherish that quiet time at night. And that's that time when everyone else is asleep and not, it's not going to bother you. There's not a lot. The, the noise level goes way down and we feel a little more free to let our minds wander and go off because we're not having to worry about our environment so much. But what happens is you kind of get stuck in that and then you're not really being creative. You're just staying up late or you just 
flip it around and you don't find that reason to get out of bed anymore. It's not an important thing. And then your day starts to get wiped out because starting your day has become unimportant. And so now having this project has been a big change for me. And I am enjoying getting up every day. Uh, for me, it's 6.30, so I don't have it quite as bad as you. Uh, 5.30 being an hour behind, but still hopping out of bed every day and getting started and sitting down at the computer and being on time in this regimen has made a gigantic difference on how productive my days are. So if you're out there listening to this podcast, maybe none of this applies to you. You're already doing all these things and you're like, wow, worst podcast ever. Didn't need Mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that there is a large quantity of listeners out there who needed to hear uh, some of the things here in this podcast. And, you know, this is a fight that we're in. Uh, I'm in a fight every day uh, to keep this going. Varg's in a fight every day to to keep moving forward. You know, I, I don't see this as, as the end of the world. Uh, there's a lot of arguments for perhaps some things have been blown out of proportions and, and portioned, and, and maybe some things have have not. There's a, there's a lot of stuff kicking around out there, and it's easy to get sucked into it, easy to get bitter, easy to get upset with, with different things. And there's nothing wrong with that, being upset, especially when we're talking about holding our uh, uh, representatives and things like that's feet to the fire um, and doing the right things for our United States citizenry. But at the same time, we got to look out for ourselves. And, you know, like the, uh, what do they say in the AA? Accept the things that uh, we can't change and change the things that we can. It's my opinion on my own life. There's a lot of things that I can change right now. And uh, I bet if people out there listening were doing a lot of realistic self-examination, they would find that there's a lot of things within their own lives that they could change. Varg, got any last words? Yep, just... Try to do the best you can and make little changes one at a time. If you got a, if you got a big distance to cover, start with one step and just take it one step at a time. That's right. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I, I give a, I think the fitness thing is one of the, the most important things that, that a lot of us could be doing right now because it literally could save your life in normal circumstances and even more so with a uh, pandemic happening and all that good stuff. But I see a lot of folks want to sign up for training classes and they tell me that they're not good enough to take a training class. They tell me that they're, they don't have the skills and that they will hold up the class. And that's never happened. Not once in any of my training classes. It never will. That's the perfect person to come to the class. The class will be better because they're there. The same thing goes for fitness. When somebody says, Oh, I'm, I'm not in good enough shape to get in shape. Have you ever heard that kind of thing for? Oh yeah, absolutely. All the time. And I, and I, I'm like, you're so 180 from where you should be thinking about this, right? Like, cause you're exactly where you need to be to get started. And you're going to see these gains so quick, fast. like quick gains. Yep. Awesome. Guys, you'll see Varg and hear Varg a lot. We often stream on Twitch. I moved away from Patreon and a lot of other things out there. Patreon was where a lot of folks uh, would give money every month to help out the podcast to pay for a lot of the fees that I, or all the fees that I cover. Uh, It mostly paid for them. Uh, I canceled Patreon. I'll send an email out to you guys soon and tell you where to go with a link to Twitch. Everybody who was on Patreon, they did not allow me to link to gun things. They did, they got, they ended up going very, um, not, I wouldn't say use the word anti-gun, but they weren't tolerating gun stuff. And it wasn't going to be the place for me to do some things that, that I wanted to do with, uh, with this podcast. So I'm over at Twitch, Twitch was made for gamers, but it's got everything out there from fitness to, uh, to girls dress cute, talking to people. It, it's, uh, it, it's pretty wild on Twitch. There's a lot of good stuff, a lot of podcasts over there, a lot of gun stuff growing over there. 
because they don't care where you link to. They don't care what you do. They just say basically don't point the gun at the camera for whatever reason. And uh, it's kind of a game on out there. A lot of good things that can happen over there where we can do all kind of cool stuff uh, on Twitch. It's really, really impressive platform. And uh, you can go on there and you can subscribe with your Amazon Prime membership. You get a free Twitch Prime membership and you can subscribe. And that gives a couple of dollars every month to the podcast. Uh, there's donation stuff over there, all kind of stuff. So we don't have to do the Patreon thing anymore. It's all going to live through Twitch. And when we're not recording at five o'clock in the morning, somewhere around there, we'll be on Twitch doing these things. So everybody can come join the chat and uh, ask questions. We'll have a question section at the end of each episode and uh, it'll be awesome. So I'd love to see you over there. Go follow uh, or subscribe, whatever works for you. Or if you don't you know, have the uh, Amazon Prime, and you can't go over there and support that way. Come join in the chat anyway, and then tell your friends about Gunfighter Cast, and that'll uh, that'll be the the best way that anybody could ever support this show. Anyway, is getting more people out there listening to it. Mark, thank you, and I uh, hope you have a, a great rest of your day. Thank you. See you guys next time. All right. Until then, Gunfighter Cast out.